All right, man. We are live, man. YouTube, what's good, man? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. You're listening to the Back Row Redskins show. Why is the name still Back Row Redskins show? Well, for those who listen to the show, you guys know that I'm not changing the name until we get a name. But on today's episode, man, <laughs> on today's episode, I got street scores. If you guys don't know who Street Street Scores is, then y'all are just crazy. That means that y'all y'all are not living. This is one of the top guys on YouTube bringing Washington football content, dropping like seven to eight videos a day. I mean, if you guys really listen to what he talks about, it's so analytical, and he just knows what he's talking about. The second guest I have for you guys is the most energetic Washington football fan that I've ever met cool. in my life. Protech brings all the energy, brings the passion, brings the heat. He also has a YouTube channel, Protech Sports. You guys check him out, man. He drops tons and tons of nuggets. So, guys, I'm excited to have both of you guys on the show. Appreciate you guys. So, Rico, man, what is life like (laughs) living in ATL and being a Washington fan? Talk to me about that for a second. It's actually not as hard as you would think. Like most other cities where like that city dominates, Atlanta is a commuter city. I mean, I was born in Maryland. I'm from here, but like a lot of people I know are born somewhere else, Virginia, California, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I always say in my streams and videos, my closest friends are Patriots, Steelers, Colts, 49ers, Bears, Rams, and then of course a few Falcons fans. So like I don't even really deal with the NFC East like that. All um, right, <laughs> and then we outnumber the Falcons fans first. They don't they don't have any Super Bowls, so what can they say? Um, right, right. So it's, it's really not as hectic as you would probably think. I mean, Atlanta's known for folding, so I enjoy that. Um, so it, it's really not that bad. I just have to deal with it, you know. When the 49ers are good, I got to deal with that person. When the Colts are good, when the Steelers are good, the Rams are right. good. But other like as far as Falcons fans, and then like we travel well. I see yeah. breaking and gold license plates everywhere I go. Just running right. a regular day of errands, I'll run into a um, burgundy and gold license plate. That's what's up, man. It's similar to me living in Nashville. Like, I see Redskins fans or Washington fans very, very rare. But, I mean, they're coming up. They're growing. And like you said, we travel well. Matter of fact, the last mm-hmm. game that I went to was in D.C. I mean, well, Maryland FedEx. And it was versus the Atlanta Falcons. That was the check down game where Mo Harris had, like, 10, 10 receptions for like 98 yards. Y'all remember that game. Yeah, man. So Protect, man, talk to me about how you became a Washington fan and where you reside. Uh, well, I'm I'm in a DMV area. Actually, I live in Washington, D.C., believe it or not. Uh, so Jealous. For, for, but actually, it's actually tougher for me up here than it's down for Rico. It's a <laughs> lot of Cowboy fans in D.C., bro. It's, yes. Bro, they're infested out here, bro. It's ridiculous. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I became a Washington fan. It's kind of funny. Uh, so my dad, my dad's from here. My mom's from here. But they uh, they moved me up to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right, right before I, I mean, they moved to Lancaster, Pennsylvania before I was born. And I lived in Philly for a little bit, too. But uh, mm-hmm. So I lived in Lancaster for like 10 years before I moved here. Mm-hmm. I moved back and forth from Lancaster to Philly, but I moved here. I was in high school. But uh, I remember going to a Skins Eagles game. I want to say it was like 2002. I was like nine years old, I guess. Right. Um, and I saw some Eagle fan jump a Skin fan at the game. Middle of the game, third quarter, they jumping dude. 
beating the mess out of them. They 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 put the work in. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can't be a fan of no Eagles, bro. Y'all, y'all right. all you, you fans are sickening. I can't mess with it. So I was like, hey. I looked at my father, he said, put this hat on. I said, Oh, that's my oh. ride with. Let's go. That's yes, what's up. But I had, I had a crazy experience in 2012, though. I went back to it's a lot. It's, it's my my last time I'm at the link. Like the RG3 rookie year, you know, beating the Eagles like they stole something. And we beat them in Philly. <laughs> and uh, that was a great my, year. My cousin yeah. was like skin get down. I told him, I said, don't wear everything. Like you gonna wear somewhere that hat or something. Like don't do the whole shebang. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't Eagle fan. Da 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 da. So it's my like, all right, bro. So. Be prepared for some stuff to go down, bro. It's going to go down here, bro. Like, <laughs> look if I had you feel like a bitty prison, bro. It's going to go down here. I advise you, bro. Let's not do this. So after the game, it's like, I see some scared fans. I'm like, oh, no. Nah. So we get to kick it into the car. <laughs> they, they, they get to smack it out. They get to, they, they get, to get in the baseball bats of the car. and to smack it out. My, my cousin's back window breaks his back window in, breaks his tail light and all that. We skirt off. Skirt! I said, my dad lives in Lancaster, so he's like he's like 45 minutes from Philly. We go from we get on 76 West going back toward Lancaster. We get in Lancaster in 25 minutes. This man is going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, wow. time for nobody. He dodged in our lanes. People seeing the skin, the, 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 the skin license plate, the skin gear in the back. They like right. They try to chase after us, like stupid skin fans killing the nerve. Bro, we just trying to get out of here, bro. We get the right, Lancaster, right. we park our car. I'm like, hey, you gotta get your car fixed, uh, cuz we're gonna just set your bus from here back home. I'm not dealing with this, bro. Let's get home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much my story of the Washington fan in a nutshell. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. My story is a little different. Like back in 1999, started watching sports, and my dad, you know, he put me on the Washington, well, the Redskins at the time. And, you know, that was the year of Brad Johnson and Stephen Davis and, you know, oh, Michael Westbrook, Albert Connell. Yeah. That year mm-hmm. to me was magical because I felt like we had a chance to go to the Super Bowl and face the Titans. I mean, we were that good. You know, uh, we almost had that bye, but then we ended up going 10-6, and six, and then we ended up losing, to, I think it was Tampa in the playoffs. And uh, But anyways, that was just my magical season. That's when I became a fan, and I've been a fan ever since, even after I moved from Maryland to, to uh, Nashville. Still been a fan. So, guys, man, we got a lot to talk about today, and I want to kick it off with the defense. You know, somebody posted, I think it was CBS, Jared Dubin. I think it's CBS. I'm not sure. But he had his rankings for the top five defenses of 2021. And he had the Washington football team, number one. He had Tampa Bay, number two. He had um, the Browns, number three. The Ravens, four. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, five. Now, I'm going to start with ProTech because I already know what Street Scores is going to say because I watched the video. ProTech, do you think the Washington football team will be the number one defense this year in the NFL? (sighs) Do you want my biased opinion or unbiased opinion? Man, just 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 speak your mind. Just speak okay. your mind. All right, and my unbiased true and my heart telling me no. Okay. Uh, there's been one defense better than us. I've been the only de- I said this in my video too. I had a video saying is the Washington football defense the best defense in the NFL. I think the Browns have a slight edge over us. Only okay. because I I think I think them having John Johnson at free safety makes a big difference for them. Uh, our pass rush is better. I think their secondary is a little bit better. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more of a balanced defense. 
than uh, we have. But outside of the Browns, there's no defense better than us. I, I okay. have to be honest with you. I think we'll finish top five in every single category. We might have the top scoring defense in the league. I think the I hope so. Be a difference. I mean, I, I think <laughs> we'll be second in yards, first in scoring defense, and then top five to seven in yards allowed passing and rushing. That's what I, I see that. I mean, I can agree with you because when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not the same defense. You know, they lost some guys. The Ravens, they lost some guys. The Browns got better. Tampa Bay, they are a year older. I mean, they're good. They're good, but they're just, they're just a year older. So yeah. three scores, man. Break down why the Washington football team is going to have the number one defense. I know you got your advanced stats and statistics and all that. Let the fans know why you believe the football team will have the best defense this year in a nutshell the football well first of all just like i mean law of averages is hard to assume that we're gonna have the best defense just off of the fact that we were top two last year you right. just feel like you know they're, they're due for a regression but we added <laughs> too right. much talent we added way i mean william jackson is pure lockup he's gonna hold down one side of the field kendall fuller is going from covering the number one receiver on any given team to the number two Maybe if Benjamin St. Juice ends up being better than a lot of us think he will be, mm-hmm. hopefully Kendall Fuller can move back to the slot. He's a good outside corner. He's an elite right. slot corner. But mm-hmm. we have him at outside right now because we just don't have another guy. Um, right. But Chase Young is only going to get better. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can still find some nitpicks in his game about his bull rush, you know, his his pass rush moves and things. like. He's already a ridiculously great run defender. He just right. needs to catch right. up with his pass rushing. So, I mean, he's only going to get better. If right. Nionitis can stay healthy, um, uh, Jamin Davis is huge. Um, I, I really think he's basically going to be our Darius Leonard, more athletic mm-hmm. though, and also healthier. Um, right. it, we just added so many, and then now we finally have a true free safety. Now we'll see what Jeremy Reeves what he can do. I like the shades right. of Everett is depth, but I'm very excited about Bobby McCain. Us finally bringing in a rangy center fielder can run single high on his own, hold it down on a deep end by himself type of free safety. That's huge because that's going right. to allow. Our corners to be more aggressive. They're going to play more, you know, press and in in, in in receivers' faces because they're like, when in doubt, Bobby McCain got my back on the back end. Um, right, right. So I think that's going to contribute to a lot of turnovers as well. So I mean, I just I think we're just the most talented. We're one of the best coach teams. We're, we have the best coaching staff in the NFC East. Uh, you right. can put us up there with anybody, Jack DeRio, Ron Rivera. Yeah. So right, right, I right. Just, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, there's no way we're not top two again. You know what I'm saying? I believe that we're going to be the best. And it all comes down to if we get turnovers, if we get takeaways, watch out. This defense is going to be crazy. Regardless of what Fitzpatrick does on offense, as long as we are getting takeaways, I'm not saying that Fitzpatrick can be careless with the ball, but you know his 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 interceptions is not going to hurt us as much as if we're getting turnovers. We got to win that turnover battle, and I agree with you. Um, one of my guys here in Nashville, I want you to send him a message, three scores, and protect. So what he was telling me was, you know, he liked Darby a lot, and I was telling him that William Jackson the third is a huge upgrade over Darby. So I'm going to let Protect talk first, and then I'm going to let Street Scores talk. So talk to me about the differences between their games, and am I just talking, or or is William Jackson III easily a top-ten corner in NFL? I'll let you kick it off, Protect. To me, I definitely think he's the the 10th best corner in football. He's like number 10. He's like the 10th best corner in football. Um, The difference between Darby and William Jackson and me is that 
Uh, Darby is more of a scheme fit. Like he's definitely he fits in certain schemes, and he doesn't play man well. Like he's more of a zone guy. He had to play zone because he's playing man. He's not fast enough. He doesn't have enough recovery speed. Once he's burnt, it's burnt. Like we seen Christian Kirk get yeah. to him. Burnt, burnt chicken, barbecue chicken with the extra barbecue sauce on him. It's bad. Uh, we saw Amari Cooper did to him. No recovery speed. We know what happened to him. Went left. Uh, so recovery speed is a thing that William Jackson had that Darby does not have. And William Jackson is way more physical. Uh, I way love more. Uh, way more. Way more physical. I love his physicality. Um, if, if you remember William Jackson's rookie season, he allowed a 39.7 passer rating. To mm. pass is going his way. You know how elite that is? That's that elite. Is scary. <laughs> in last year, he had a, he allowed an 88-6 passer rating. I think Darby was in the hundreds, like low-key. Like, you want to look it up. I'm pretty sure he's in the hundreds. So, uh, William Jackson's a darn good corner. Um, being a huge upgrade over Darby. He can play man. He can play zone. He can look at the quarterback's eyes and read and react to plays. He doesn't get interceptions. Neither did Darby. So, that, that, right. That's the only similarity to the game. That's the only thing. <laughs> but outside of that, like Jackson's way more physical. Um, he's he's way he's way less prone to pass interferences because he has way mm. more recovery speed, mm. and he's longer, so he can right. swap those passes where they're like six inches away. He can kind of give me that. Oh, 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 can't get that. No, not no, no. <laughs> so. Yeah, William Jackson's way better. Like it's no argument. I like Darby too. He's from the DMV, but. I know Darby personally, so no offense, Ronald. Don't come, at, don't, don't come at me, please, Ronald. Don't, don't come at me, bro. I don't want smoke. But William Jackson's definitely better corner. That's what's up. Street scores. Talk to me, man. Yes, sir. I'm definitely on the William Jackson's a top 10 corner. Um, his 2017 season was elite, like ProTech was talking about. I mean, that was the season where Antonio Brown was arguably the best receiver mm. in the NFL, probably the best receiver. William Jackson playing for the Bengals had to play him twice, locked him up both times. Um, so it's like his ceiling is probably – I would say he, at best he can be a top five corner, but the past few years he's been like a top ten. I think right. with this defensive line, with this pass rush, with this coaching staff, and just the defense around him in general, um, I think he's going to play like a top five man cover corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, the, the resume is there. The 2017 season, if we can get him back to that, is it's, he's going to be one of the best corners we've ever had in our franchise's history, I feel like, especially for um, productivity-wise. Exactly. Um, and I just feel like the reason he kind of had a, a fall off from his 2017 season these past couple of years because the Bengals' defense just wasn't great. Thank they you. didn't have much of a pass rush, so he was yeah, having okay. to cover longer. Didn't mm-hmm. have much of a free safety situation to bail him out on the back end, so he wasn't able to be as aggressive as he right. likes to be in press man coverage, things like that. I can, but what with that. I can disagree with that a little bit. Jesse Bates is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, I like him. Je- Jesse I like, Bates I like is pretty him. good. But the pass rush, we totally agree on that. He had none. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like him. Hey, I got a bold like, prediction, guys. So, William uh-huh. Jackson III has, like, what, three interceptions for his career? Something like that? Yeah, like four. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around there. So, Teams are scared of Trump. I will say this. He has more interceptions this year than he has in his entire career because of this pass rush, because of this defense. And now he has back back in help. I mean, he's gonna be so aggressive. Where yeah. if I mean he's gonna be yeah. he's gonna do some damage this year. Like they don't throw his way. I yeah. get that. I get that. But I think this year he yeah. has more interceptions, or if not, he ties 
Like, if he has three for his career, he's going to have three this year. That's just my bold prediction. That's, that's, that's a pretty bold prediction. I think he leads the league in pass breakups. That'll be my bold prediction for what I'm trying to I can see that. I like it. I like it. I like it. I mean, remember what Jack Dorio did with uh, Chris Harris and the key to leave. Like, he loves his press man corners. We just didn't have the personnel to do it last season. So, (laughs) he's definitely going to be in a lot of press man this year. Right, right. Darby, yeah, Darby top five PBUs. And Darby's getting cooked sometimes. So, (laughs) tell you something right there. As good as Darby Darby was, he was little. You know, William Jack, Mm -hmm. he's strong. He's physical. And then St. Juice. Look, St. Juice, man, if he's coached up, this guy is going to be a dog, man. I mean, 6'3", <laughs> he's strong. I mean, look, it, look, if this dude is starting on the outside and you have Kendall Fuller on the inside, bro, we're going to win a playoff game this year. I'm Look, oh yeah, I feel like we're going to win the division, and I feel like we can do great things. But if this defense really holds up, and let's say that we're keeping teams to, you know, 16 points a game, like we're, you know – we're not, you know, we're not giving up a lot of points. 16 points a game is the number. If, if, look, right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man, That's if we're keeping number, people, bro. look. That's a low number. Look, 16 <laughs> points a game and all we got to do is score 20. We're going to win a lot of games. That's all oh, I'm man. saying. I, I That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, I, you know, <laughs> but what scares me, let's transition a little bit. What scares me is that linebacker position, and we're going to talk about it. I'm going to be doing a new series on the on the, on the the page called Camp Battles. So I'm going to have, like, two guys and then talk about, you know, who's going to get a spot and things of that nature. So when you look at the linebacker position, we have Jamie Davis. He was number two on my board outside of Micah Parsons. I like what he brings to the table, and you can move him all around. Cole Holcomb, he tries. He's getting better, but he's not there, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of that, Who's the number three to number four and, and number five guy? You know, that's <laughs> what scares me. If something happens to Jamin Davis knocking on wood, oh. where do we go? <laughs> where do we go? <laughs> Kalik Hudson, you know, can he? Uh, I mean, so, 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 uh, street, <laughs> street scores, man. Talk to me about the plan at linebacker, man. I mean, as of right now, it's looking like Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb are the guys. I mean, granted, last season, I don't know if we're going to do that this season because it may have been just circumstances. It may not have been what Jack DeRio wanted to do. But we were in nickel 60% of the time or more. So we only had two linebackers on the field anyway. So it's not like we necessarily need three true playmakers out there. Um, But, I mean, when in doubt, John Bostic is a decent depth piece, but I don't want him starting. I don't want him covering anybody. I just want him in the middle calling plays. Um, right. I like Shaka Tony's potential. I'm very high on Shaka Tony. I think he could end up moving to Sam linebacker. They already had him doing coverage drills at the senior bowl. So like teams already, like, not even just us, but the general NFL, like they viewed mm-hmm. him as making a transition to Sam linebacker. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think Jack Dorio definitely, if anybody can get him right, Ron Rivera, both ex linebackers, it's them. Um, they, right. they were the ones with, they had Shaq, um, um, Thomas Davis and those guys that could cover very well. Um, so I'm excited about. I think I love Shaka Tony's potential. Again, his potential. I do too. We don't we don't know what we have in him yet. He may not even right. be ready to go out there on Sundays, week one. That's um, true. but I love. I do like him to be in a more athletic Anthony Barr eventually at some mm-hmm. point. Maybe hopefully sometime mid season. Right. And what I've been hearing about Shaka Tony has been good things. Like I've been hearing people saying this guy is a steal. This guy should not have dropped to the seventh round. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he dropped, 
but I'm excited to have him. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> this is a guy that can possibly do some damage for us. Protect, talk to us, man. <laughs> oh, I got some fans with Shaka Tony. I'm a Penn State guy. I am from Pennsylvania, so you guys already yes, sir. Okay. So I know a lot about Shaka Tony. We're going to have some fun with this kid. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, That's what's up. He can bring you some pass rushing value. He's not bad at covering at all. Um, he's a solid tackler. He does everything. He's a palm on guy, Louis T would say. Proficient at many master none. He can do a little bit of everything. And I love what he bring, I would love what he brings to the table. I hope he brings to the table this year. Hope he can right. really make the transition to linebacker and really flourish at it. Um, after the linebacker position for me, outside of Jamin Davis, Cole Holcomb, I know, unfortunately, John Bostic, I tired John Bostic, but I think <laughs> all tired John Bostic. Uh, it's really, it's kind of bare. Like, I like Shaka Tony. Um, we did just cut JHC from stupid reason. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, um, I, I don't think it was a smart move, but whatever. Okay, right. Uh, we got a lot of guys who could play special teams. I think Khalid Hudson's a the guy they're looking to step up a little bit too. This year, yeah. uh, just because he uh, he played a lot of specials last year, and now like, hey, look, so we got much depth at linebacker. Somebody go down, made you get up then, get right. some quality snaps. He gave some quality snaps toward the end of the season last year too. So, um, that's that's pretty much what I got. Those three guys, maybe Shaka Tony come out there and do some things. I like Shaka Tony's potential, like just like Rico does. Maybe right. a little bit more because I watched him in college. So, yeah. <laughs> I might like a little bit more. <laughs> Um, yeah, probably them, them, those three, Shaka Tony, David Mayo as a run stuffer. Um, mm -hmm. the guy we got from the Giants, I think he's a solid, he can't cover for a lick, but oh, definitely, <laughs> he can't cover for crap. Like, I, I watched but third and cover. one, third, third bring him one, in on third and one. In there. Yeah. <laughs> hey. run for you, fourth down. So, yeah, so, so you guys. You guys are making me feel better about the linebacking position. I mean, Khalid Hudson, we saw him in that Viper role in college. We want to see more of that. I mean, he played very – I mean, he played well in the games that he that he played. And um, special teams, we need to be special. That's something that we have not had in a while. I mean, we need some – we need some block punts. We need some block kicks. We need some kickoff returns. We need some guys that don't muff punts. How about that? How about that? Man? Yeah, let's start with the basics. Let's, let's start – <laughs> let's start with the basics. Let's, let's yeah, let's start with the basics, man. So, who do you guys think wait, 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 returns kicks and punts about, this year? Uh, what did Luis say about special teams? Special teams don't be special, be regular. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So, who do you guys think returns kicks and punts this year for the football team? Jared Patterson and Danny Johnson. That's who I got. Okay, I can see that. Jared Patterson, Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. Hey, if Jared Patterson, Jared Patterson can get that role. I look, I love this kid, man. I love this kid. People talk about his size. Oh, he's five seven. He's this. He's that. When I look at him, I'm not saying he's going to be a Maurice Jones Drew. I'm not saying he's going to be a Ray Rice. But I see that kind of body, and I feel like yeah, he's a guy that can add more, like more, um, like more muscle. You know, and get stronger. I mean, I just like what he brings to the table. Talk to me about uh, about Jared Patterson's three scores. Yeah. Um. So off rip, he looks like an upgrade over Peyton Barber easily. Easy. Um, and <laughs> he can fill in that same role where we just bring in a guy to take some take some carries off of Antonio Gibson. You know, third and one or a goal line, bring him in, just bowling ball some people. 
Um, right. But then also, um, I know, like, I, I saw a little bit of it in college, but they're staying out of uh, OTAs and rookie mini camps. He's catching the ball like a natural already. So nice. I think, honestly, I like, if we, too. if we didn't have Antonio Gibson, you, you could say he has the talent to be our number one running back. But, you know, Antonio Gibson's the number one. But Jared right. Patterson could easily be like that that second punch that gives us arguably a top running back group in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Remember, um, J.D. McKissick, the only running back to have more receiving yards um, last year than him was Alvin Kamara. Right. Um, so we can't forget about him as a third down back as well. So I'm really excited about our running back group. Like, I, yeah. And, I, again, just to go back to topic, I think Jared Patterson's going to ball. I, again, if we didn't have Antonio Gibson, we would be comfortable with Jared Patterson. So the fact that he's like the extra is just amazing. Absolutely. And we got him for the free 99. And, oh, you know, man. people people try to get on Ron Rivera and say, oh, he doesn't go after the, uh, you know, like the like the undrafted free free agent guys. But my whole thing with that is Ron Rivera gets guys that he feels will make the team. It's not about bringing in 10, 15 guys. What's the point? It's about bringing a few guys. Last year, he brought in, brought in a few guys. This year, he brought in one guy. And I like Jerry mm-hmm. Patterson a lot, like you said. I think he's a number two RB right now on the roster. Do you agree with that statement, Protect? Um, I'll get the whole – I think I had a video. I think you guys – I hope you guys did watch that video. I did have a position talk video. I was serious. I talked every position on the team. Talk about running back. Gibson's RB1. No got to talk about that. No waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Peyton Barber does have a role in his team. Literally, I think he's really the third one guy. They're four for one guy, go get a mm-hmm. yard. That's it. Uh Jared Pass is RB2. I think if they have 40 touches a week, uh Gibson will get 25. I think Jared would get would get eight. And then JD and Peyton would split the other seven or eight touches, whatever that is. More would be JD mm-hmm. on third right. down and then right. you know, four for four for one, Peyton, get out there. <laughs> hey. Jared Pass is RB2. Um, I do like his uh, – he, he's actually faster than I thought he was, too. Exactly. He's actually faster than I thought he was. He's like a bowling ball. He's literally my size. I'm, I'm literally – I'm literally jab past him. I'm 5'7", 198 pounds. Literally, I'm jab past him in real life. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. What goes forward with a good defense is a good running game. It's going to be some games where – if we're up, we got to run the ball. I, you know, this is not going to be like last year where we were up and then we passed the ball. And I'm like, Scott Turner, man, what, what you doing? What you doing, bro? I understood. Scott Turner had me pissed last year. He had me pissed, man. Sometimes I just turn off the game and I just didn't want to watch it. You know what I'm saying? For the simple fact, it's like if you're winning, you got to run the ball. But then you got two wide receivers playing running backs. So I get it. You know, we didn't have anybody. We had Peyton Barber. Oh, I'm going to get two yards per carry all the way down the field. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just it's just crazy to me how, how like, last year we didn't have running backs that we can depend on. And this year, even with a guy like like uh, Lamar Miller, I'm not saying that he, that he makes the team, but I, I think that some of these young guys can learn a lot from him. You know, how he came up in the league and things, you know, intangibles and things of that nature. So – um. I want to transition to the offensive line. The reason why I'm excited about the running game is because this offensive line is nasty, even with the loss of Morgan Moses. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he's gone, you know, and now we're going to trust that Sammy Cosme might be able to get the job done. You know, Cornelius Lucas might be able to get the job done. I don't know what's going on at right tackle, but I wanted to talk about the plan with the offensive line. And I'm going to start with you, Protect. What's the plan? Okay, so – 
that you get you you you, you get you giving some of my subs spoilers, man. Got that? <laughs> For sure. I got you. Why not? So Appreciate I you. Like this. Um, they didn't draft Sammy Collins for no reason. They want right. they want him to play. They want him to get reps. They want to put him out there. They want him to learn on the fly. And I'm not mad mm-hmm. about that. I get that wholeheartedly. <laughs> so I don't think Sammy Collins starts week one though. I do think um, he will eventually be starting, maybe after the first quarter of the season, something like that. But I'm looking at Charles Leno, left tackle, the human mm-hmm. left tackle guy. Then you got Schweitzer or Eric Flowers. I probably Eric Flowers, but you know it's mm-hmm. OTAs. Schweitzer's on <laughs> the first team, but it's OTAs. Right. So I'm not gonna not gonna take t- with a grain of salt. I think it's Eric Flowers from the left left guard, but you know maybe it might be Wes Schweitzer. Uh, Rudy is the one of Five best centers in football, so we, we know what he is. He's starting center. Uh, Brandon Sheriff, our all-pro, will be our right guard. And then I think Cornelius Lucas will start the season at the right tackle. Okay. If it as Samuel Cotton gets to learn, soak up some knowledge, fix his footwork issues, I think by week four he should be a starter. But week one it will be Cornelius Lucas, though. And I like that plan. I like that plan. That's why I was so pissed off when the team let go of Morgan Moses this year instead of next year. So um, I do like the idea of Samuel Cosme being eased in. It shouldn't be just quarterbacks. They get to sit back and learn. Sometimes these offensive linemen need to kind of sit back and learn. But Street Scores, talk to me about the plan at offensive line. Yeah, I agree. That's pretty much my starting five and like the same projections. Um, I, I'm probably higher on Wes Schweitzer than a lot of people, but I love him mm-hmm. as a backup swing guard because you're not expecting Brandon Sheriff to play 16 games. So we're going to see right. Brandon, <laughs> we're going to see Wes Schweitzer at right guard at some point in this season. Hopefully right. less, hopefully less than more, but we'll see. Um, I think Charles Leno was brought in for a reason to start at left tackle. Um, if we can get him back to his 2018 form, that would be excellent. I think we brought Eric Flowers back to start. I feel like the only reason really he hasn't started in LTAs yet is because, you know, um, he technically hasn't played for Ron Rivera yet. Ron Rivera got hired and tried to, like, bring him back. He he basically saw what he did for us, for Jay Gruden. But, like, he hasn't been a part of this system with John Moscow, our offensive lines coach, and things like that. So I think they're just going to – they wanted guys – in the beginning of OTAs that know exactly how they want practices ran, like the tempo and exactly how to set up everything. So – Definitely don't read too far into that. I love Sadiq Charles' potential. I mean, I I feel like with him being the starting left tackle and arguably one of the best college um, college offenses of all time with the LSU offense, you never had to worry about Joe Burrow's um, blind slide, Brian's um, blind side. Um, I feel like that matters. I feel like that means yeah. something. Like, I mean, against SEC defenses, my Georgia, um, Florida, Alabama, and everything like that. Um, but we'll see if he can stay healthy. Luckily, he has already stayed healthy so far in OTAs. Um, but I think Eric Flowers is going to start there eventually. Chase Rullier, again, like Protex said, automatically. Uh, definitely one of the more underrated players in the NFL in general at center. Um, Brandon Sheriff at right guard for how many times we get him in the season. Um, right. And then <laughs> – <laughs> and then, um, and then, like Protex said, um, Cornelius Lucas starting day one. Samuel Cosme eventually dethrones him. But Cornelius Lucas, I, I didn't feel like we needed to go like offensive line first round or anything because I was okay with Cornelius Lucas starting at left tackle again. As long as he's healthy, Same. I think he's pretty solid. And moving the right tackle is only going to make his job easier. Um, so I think we're definitely solid on the offensive line. I would say don't be surprised if we end up having the better offensive line in the NFC East if injuries hit the Cowboys and the Eagles again. I mean, because there's no – I mean, you can always say if injuries hit any team, but they're Mm -hmm. both of their offensive lines are 
proven to be injury prone these past two years. So I'm not expecting them to be fully loaded at offensive line at any point in this season, especially after midway through. So I think we may end up having the the best defensive line and the best offensive line in NFC East, the best trenches, period. I love it. I love it. So this, this leads us to the next topic. Is this Brandon Sheriff's last season with the Washington football team? I think that he's gone. I think a deal doesn't get done. I think that this is his last season, and why not use him to – I mean, let's just use this guy. I mean, we're paying him $18 million. Hey, I don't care if he has an ankle injury. You're going out there. Yeah, we, we get $18 million worth <laughs> off of Brandon Sheriff. Hey, and it's not like we have a young quarterback behind him to protect. Hey, you're going to protect Ron Fitzpatrick whether you like it or not. Do you think this is his last season protect? My heart is telling me yes, it is. Uh, but I would not count it out only because the cap is going to go up. Um, and you look at would be the first $100 million guard. I told everybody that. Oh, I kept telling that in videos. He's not <sighs> taking five years, 85. He wants to be the first $100 million guard in NFL history. How much of that is guaranteed? I, I, I mean, Terry might get one ten. I don't. I, I can find that. He's he gonna get the bag. Just, just put it that way. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to be the guy that gets Brandon Sheriff the first hundred million dollar guard contract. Let me be the Jets or oh, man. not me. But exactly. If Ron <laughs> Woody wants to retain him, I think he'll be willing to do it. But as of right now, I'm going to say no. But never know. Ron made that man a captain last year. Ron, <laughs> Ron likes Brandon Sheriff clearly. Um, he franchise tagging for a reason. If he felt type way about Brandon, he'll let him walk already. He'd have been on another team already. So it's some reason why they gave that man eight ten million got daggone dollars to be the starting right right guard this daggone team. They gave it's him eighteen million because they didn't have no choice. Oh no, 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 no. They had a choice. They could have let him walk. They could let him walk, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel you. They have money to waste. Look, they had money to waste, so to speak. I mean, potentially, no. had they drafted a rookie quarterback, you definitely wouldn't want to bring the sheriff on that line. And yeah. they didn't draft a rookie quarterback. I, 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 so. I, 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 I could feel that, but you know, if I, I, I was on, I was on the mindset of if if Brian Sheriff was not going to get a long term contract done, I let him mm-hmm. walk. Yeah, yeah, same, same, what? same. Right. I'm gonna tag you for a year. You gonna walk anyway, right? I'm telling you, I keep my eighteen million dollars. You walk now. You get your money. Bro. I find some other right guard. The line is gonna be as good, but we could have kept walking most. Bro, you know what Brandon Sheriff so, is? Brandon Sheriff is like that tire that comes with your car. Like you buy a brand new truck, and then you don't had your truck for like five, <laughs> six years. And then you keep going to get the oil change, and they keep telling you, hey, you're losing thread on this tire. You're losing thread on this tire. You might want to change this tire. I'm telling you, this is the last year that this tire is going to last, man. I'm telling you, this tire is about to just poof. But uh, Street Scores, man, talk to me about your thoughts about Brandon Sheriff, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much there with y'all. It just depends on if Ron Rivera wants him enough. Like Again, like Protex said, the salary cap is going to go up, but – I mean, Ron Rivera has shown that if he doesn't want you, he just doesn't want you. Eric Flowers, right. he was only asking for $2 million more per year. Two. Yeah, Ronald Darby probably only was asking for like $2 million more per year. Ron Rivera's like, hey, man, if you don't want this price, we're not negotiating. That's it. So it just depends on if Ron Rivera likes him enough. I mean, Morgan Moses was obviously our most proven right tackle. But right. to save a quick four, um, six, six, seven million dollars, you know, if he didn't want him, 
you're gone. So it's it's really Robert. It's it's right. Does Robert care enough to deal with these <laughs> deal with this foolishness? And I doubt it. Yeah, he's out of there. Like one thing about Ron Rivera is he's like he's the employer, right? So the employee would come to him and say, "Hey, I know my I know my value," and Ron Rivera would say, "Yes, I know your value too." You know, you would look at the Eric Flowers <laughs> situation. Eric Flowers wanted ten million a year. Ron Rivera offered eight, right? And then we end up getting an Eric Flowers, and we're only going to pay him roughly seven million a year. So in the end, Ron wins. Ron knows what he's doing. He knows what yeah, he's doing, man. Yeah. It's all about bargain shopping, man. See, Ron Rivera is the kind of guy you'll never see him at Nike. You'll see him at TJ Maxx. You know what I'm saying? You'll see yeah. him. At, uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that? Uh, what's that site? Wish. Wish.com. Wish. You'll see uh, him wish. trying to get the bar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Jordan might look like this. The Jordan might be a little twisty, but that's Ron Rivera for you. you know Jordan might be hitting him with <laughs> like, a finger roll. You know what I'm saying? But that's Ron Rivera for you, man. He's never going to pay full price for anything, man. You know, he's the kind of guy that shops literally at the Dollar General. I mean, we, we've seen it with J.D. Yeah. Kissick. We've seen it with Logan Thomas. So it, it seems like he's smart with, with, with the money, and, and you love that. Because when I became a fan, guess what? We were overpaying guys like Deion Sanders and Bruce Smith and, and, and all these, you know, all these has <laughs> Albert Hainsworth. Albert Hainsworth, you know what I'm saying? That man's well, name is Voldemort, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Right, Dana man. Stubberfield. Well, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned that name. But um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and transition to the next topic, man. So we talked about the offensive line. Let's talk about wide receiver. This one is a heated topic. And I've heard Protect say some things on this channel, and I'm about to call him out right now. I'm about to call him out. But let's go. Let's uh, go. Let's <laughs> but street scores, tell me, man, who do you think are the top six wide receivers that the football team keeps this year? It's a tough one, man. And there's no right or wrong answers. There is, I mean, because you never really know where Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is just he's he's tricky. Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera will sign you today and let you go tomorrow. He'll say, hey, remember that uh, last year we signed all these tight ends and they were never in the plan like your boy uh, that went to the Eagles, uh, Richie. Richard forgot Rogers. his name. Yeah, Richard Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but then he went to the Eagles and was decent. I'm like, he couldn't help our team? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> he couldn't so, get okay. more catch. He could have been better Jeremy Springer. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> right. So to make this question easier, who are the four guys that are a lock? Let's just go ahead and just say that. Who are the four guys that are a lock to make the team as the four wide receivers that you know are untouchable? I'm gonna let you go oh, first. Yeah. I already know what Portek is gonna say. So I'm gonna let you go first. And then I'm oh, gonna yeah, off top, <laughs> off top, Terry, Curtis Samuel. Um, I think Deami Brown is very safe. I mean, even mm -hmm. before OTAs and rookie mini right. camp, since he's been balling. Right. Um, and then like it, it gets a little ugly because <laughs> Cam Sims always looks great in all in the offseason, and then mm -hmm. we get to the regular season, he has flashes. Right. Um, I don't know, but then again, last year, <laughs> once we finally had decent quarterback play, Cam Sims looked better. So maybe mm -hmm. it's been the quarterback's fault most of the time. Um, then you brought in Adam Humphreys is whether or not he can recover from all of those uh, concussion injuries. If he's healthy enough, he's our starting slot. And he can also potentially return for us. Um, so and then it, it's just it's really weird. Uh, I, I love Kelvin Harmon's potential. You still have Antonio Gandy. It's ugly. It's really ugly. So, I mean, like, the, <laughs> I got you three locks and a possible. We talking spades. 
I got you three and a possible. I love it. Um, I got you Terry, Curtis, Diami, maybe Adam Humphreys, and like Cam Sims is kind of ish. That's my five, and then after right. that, it's just a it's an all out tournament. It's a bro. bro. I got you four and four possibles. How about that? Yeah, man. So, it's but ugly. we still might be going board. We just might be going <laughs> So, so I'm gonna let Protec talk. Protec said something that was that I liked, but I'm a, I'm a, yeah. Protec, who's your top four? All right. So, actually, we, actually, Rico and I did our video like around the same time, and we had the same six receivers. It's hilarious. But uh, my <laughs> my top four guys, I think, are locks to me are Terry, Curtis, Diami. I honestly think because the way he talked about this guy, the way Ron Rivera talked about this guy before he got hurt last year, I think Kelvin Harmon's a lot. I actually do think that. I think Kelvin Harmon, he he's a prototypical chain mover. You can't, you cannot have that. You cannot have not have that guy in your receiving core. Like I think you need to have explosive guys, guys that can move the chains on third down, and then your guys who can make plays in the red zone. Um, so I think that, I think Kelvin Harmon has a niche on his team being a nasty blocker in the run game and catch those hard ones on third and eight, run a slant, get nine, get a first down, uh, run a dig on third and 11, get 12, get a first down, be dependable, catch the ball. I think that's – I think with, even with his lack of speed, his dependability, the fact he don't drop a dag on thing is going to make mm-hmm. sure he makes his team. Yeah. That's my four rocks, though. And I agree with you to a certain extent. Now, I'll say this. If um, if Harmon makes a team, then Gandy Golden does not make the team. Now, everybody talks about Humphreys. Everybody talks about Humphreys. He's not safe. He's not safe. He's I know. I know he returns punch, but look, he his whole success is predicated on health. Number one. Number two. That boy Dax Mill. I heard you say something about Dax Mill. Okay, and you said that Dax Mill might make the team. Just to prove that the front office was right, the front office don't want to be wrong, and that's what you said. You said the front office does not want to be wrong, so I can, that's I, I can see politics, politics, yeah, and I can see that. But if you say that, then you got to say the same thing about Gandy Golden. I said that too, I said it in my video, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Andy, and and Dax will make the team because they don't want to be right. wrong, exactly. And that's why I think Gandy Golden makes it over Harmon. Not because of Harmon's ability. Yeah, I think Gandy Golden makes it over Harmon. I think that Harmon maybe starts the season on the pup, maybe on the IR. I don't know. He looked okay. He's out there practicing with the people, but I mean, we've seen people practice and then start on, you know, IR or whatever, whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, or, or I'm just speculating. Love. Yeah, Bryce Love, because they're going to try to find a way. They're going to try to find a way to get as many guys. Without keeping seven wide receivers, they're going to get creative. They're going to get creative. If they want to keep seven, they have to do it in a particular way. Maybe you designate one guy for punt returns and kickoff returns. That's the only way I can see the team keeping seven wide receivers, and that's crazy. Carter. Yeah, um, yeah, Carter. Yeah, so so it's I, I, I'm conflicted, man. My four locks, I would say, is, uh, of course, Terry, Curtis, Dayami Brown. Um, I would say Gandy Golden. Just because, just because he's their guy. Look, Ron Rivera, That's he true. drafted that guy for a reason. And, you know, the they didn't have any too. training That's camp. They didn't have a lot of stuff in the fourth round. So I think he's going to give him another chance. Now, if Gandy Golden does not show improvement, then he's out of there. 
But that doesn't mean that Gandy Golden, I don't like it's, it's not like Gandy Golden cannot lose his position or job if he doesn't do well. But I just think he's a lot just for the simple fact that he's a Ron Rivera guy. Harmon is not. He inherited Harmon. And if you look at what Ron Rivera is doing, he's getting rid of the guys that were that, that oh, were here before. Yeah. If you don't play defense, you're gone. <laughs> if you're on offense, <laughs> Ron is getting his guys. Because I'm looking at it like, okay, how come Ron Rivera is not getting some of, you know, getting getting rid of some of these guys on defense? He likes these guys. He likes the settles. He likes the mats and all these other guys. But on offense, it's anybody's game. It's anybody's game. Don't don't be fooled by it. Uh, Humphrey signed a contract. It doesn't matter. He's out of here if he's not, not healthy. You know what I'm saying? You know, he looked at Dax Mill. You look at Dax Mill and you look at Hunter. I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, Humphreys. What's the difference? One is young, one is old. One has experience, one does not. Okay, it's all going to be about. I mean, he can get outperform. Talk to me, Portak. Yeah. Talk to me. Um, so this I, I you watch my video, Manny. Clearly, so you 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 know what I said about Dax Mill. So right. Dax Mill to me is a younger Adam Humphreys, that's slightly taller, slightly stronger, can high point the football, unlike Adam Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he just, I think he's just a younger. More better fit. I honestly think that. I know everyone, yep. oh, well, uh, Humphreys is Fitz guy. That's Fitz guy. Da, 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 da. Ron Rivera don't give a crap about that. He, he signed don't. that man for a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, him. It's a $200 salary cap. He can go. Much faster than slow. He can get out exactly. of it. Exactly. So I said six guys are Terry, Deami, Curtis. Uh, I said Charm is going to be your chain mover. AGG is going to be your red zone guy. Throw a fade to him. And I think the last guy to me is Dax Mill. He's your pure yeah. slot guy. The guy's going to get in the slot. If, if something happened to Curtis or uh, Terry got moved in the slot, well, some, something happened with the slot receiver. Mm-hmm. And you need the slot receiver. He's going to be the guy that you designate for that role, necessary exactly. role only. And then your charm is your chain mover. And AGG is your red zone guy. I had these right. camps was out. Cam Sims on a one-year tender. He's not going to probably come out next year anyway. So why not just go ahead and let him go now? Like, Absolutely. In the um, video, the first uh, camp battle that I'm dropping tomorrow is Dax Mill versus Humphreys. And I'm going to talk about why both should make the team and by and why both should not make the team. Um, so just a little bit about what I'm going to talk about is if Curtis Samuel, right, he's versatile. man. You can use him in the backfield. You can split him wide. You can use him all over, right? And you – and you really want Curtis Samuel inside if a guy like Deami Brown is going to like emerge and be outside, right? So you can definitely use – it's kind of like a Kendall Fuller moving him to the slot. You can move Curtis Samuel to the slot and know, hey, I'm solid here, right? So if that happens, I'm just saying, in general, that means there's only one more slot position left on the team, and it's between Humphreys and Dax Mill. We're not keeping both. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there is no scenario that both guys make the team. I don't see that. No, I don't see no, unless unless they Definitely excel, agree. unless they excel at punt returning or whatever. But I just don't see it. You know, Ron Rivera wants guys that can do more than one thing, which is special teams and receiver or vice versa or whatever. So, <clears throat> so that's that. Now let's talk about the secondary. Um, last year we struggled, we struggled, we struggled. But for some <laughs> reason, I feel like giving Troy Ackby a three minute segment. This is the. This is the Troy Ackby three-minute segment, and we're going to laugh about this, but I saw John Kahn put up a report talking about the team was trying Ackby out at corner, 
And all I can think of was the team loves his speed. Believe it or not, he's a decent special teams player. He's a gunner. But even at that, he takes bad angles. But either way it goes, they love his speed. <laughs> they love him on special teams. So, And then they said on the next play or whatever, uh, De'Ami Brown burnt Troy Ackby, and he had safety help. So <sighs> I don't, I can't believe that we're giving <sighs> Troy Ackby a three-minute segment. But uh, I'm going to start with street scores, man. Talk to me about this experiment at at corner for Acby, man. I mean, it's OTAs. This is the time to experiment. And it's like, I mean, like you said, they love his speed. So it's just like, why not? Like, honestly, why not at this point? I Nobody expects it to work. I don't think Rivera expects it to work. But it's like, before we release this really fast guy, you can't see speed. Let's right. at least try him at corner. Maybe by the end of OTAs, he'll be at wide receiver or something. Like, they're just going to try everything they right, can right, before they right. get rid of him. Because it's, it's, look, it's dark for him. It, he doesn't yeah. look like he's going to make the team. Yeah. We have a very deep secondary now. We have so many guys in so many different positions, so many guys that can play multiple positions, slot, right. free safety, strong safety, outside corner, all of it. Um, so it's really bleak for him, but I think it's more so we're about to release him anyway. Let's at least see if he can play a little bit of corner and go from there. Absolutely. And you remember last year, this exact same thing happened. Troy Ackman started doing some nice things in training camp, and he fooled all of us. Well, he fooled me. He fooled me. I was like, wow, he's hitting people. He's taking good angles. Oh, he's a decent tackler. He's okay. He's a hard hitter. I didn't really too much see him as a safety that was going to be able to cover. But I was seeing some – I mean, I was hearing some good things. And I cannot believe that we stupidly went into the season with Troy Ackby as the free safety and Jerron Christian as the starting tackle. I mean, these are two guys that were – on the bubble of getting cut, <laughs> and both guys make the team. Hey, Protect, talk to me about Troy Appy, man. Well, first of all, those are Kyle Smith guys, both of them that you just named. They are. They are. That's a good point. And so is Harmon, but I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> oh, Troy Appy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's trash. Okay. He's trash. Because all this freaking speed does nothing with it. He is trash. He can run, run, though. I want to throw him away so fast. Like, my head can't spin. But he's such a good special teams player. That's like, yes. Eh, this gets on my nerves. You annoy yeah. me, but you're so good on specials. So, to me, I get the whole experimentation. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to try you here. You have all this freaking speed. I need you to use it and take good angles. So, I'm getting burnt by De'Ami Brown. On freaking practice uh, nine routes. Can we stop doing that, please? You got all this freaking speed. Use it right. Um, <laughs> we tried safety, and we did not clearly did not work. It was the worst experiment ever. You were horrible. So we tried a corner. If it's horrible here, we'll just get rid of you. We can't do it anymore. Like, he can't just play specials. Like, and that's and that's, that's kind of like the problem with Troy Apke is he's not versatile enough. He can't play nothing outside special teams, and right. we clearly see that. So. Definitely not making the team. Um, and I think there's so many guys in so many positions that are better than him. Like, you look at cornerback, you got four corners on the, on the roster before you can blink that are better than him. Look at the safety position. Jeremy Reeves is better. Cameron Gross better. DeShazer Everett's better. It's like you took Troy Apke out the game last year. You put DeShazer Everett in. And DeShazer's not the best covering guy either. Right. But at least he stabilized the position. It was not horrible. It exactly. was average. It was average. Right. 
Everyone's down talking to Shane like he's trash. Oh, we need a free safety. Shane Evans trash. <laughs> I've been fine with starting Shane this year. I didn't mind all this shit. He was average. He was fine. But he was trash. And he came right. out of here. Like, right. Bye. Just, just go. So this leads to the last topic of the night, and then we'll get off here. So how many safeties make the team? Most teams carry four. We could possibly carry five. Derek Forrest is a guy that is going to come in and take Acby's job. He's solid, and if he's solid on special teams, I mean, we got Reeves, we got uh, uh, Everett, I mean, we got uh, um, Landon Collins, Curl. Well, we're not going to mention Acby. Derek Forrest. Forrest. <laughs> Derek Forrest, you know what I'm saying, McCain. So we got a logjam at safety. So my question to you, Street Scores, is, how many safeties make the team? And, I mean, what do you think? I mean, we're loaded right now at <laughs> the safety position. Yeah. Um, I think I think you have to keep five. Um, Cameron Curl, hopefully starting a strong safety. Landon Collins, yeah. unless we move him, of course, he's going to – that's automatically two. Um, yeah. I think they're very high on Jeremy Reeves as well, so that's mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. I'm working on what I think Bobby McCain honestly is going to end up being our day one starter. Maybe Jeremy Reeves yep. dethrones him at some point. Right. Um, but Bobby McCain, he bring he's that versatility that they love. That um, yep. he can also play slot. Um, exactly. and Daryl Roberts is is a really interesting player because he's free safety, strong safety, oh, slot yeah. outside corner. He's all of it. Um, but I don't think he makes it. I think they just brought him in as a camp body that can literally fill in <laughs> at any position we need when we're right. running practices. Maybe also, you know, uh, on the field coach since he can play everywhere. Um, Absolutely. And then that leaves Derek Forrest. If he can pave a way on this roster because of his special teams ability, I can right. see that. Um, right. But I just don't expect him playing on the defensive side of the ball in year one yet. We'll see. Right. Protect, what about you? I think we keep five safeties. Uh, I got a bold prediction for y'all. Okay. Um, this is kind of this is Super Bowl, by the way. We're gonna replace <laughs> okay. our nickelback. Bobby McCain was here, is here to play nickelback, mm. not quite free safety. Um, okay, it could happen for real. I think Jimmy Moreland's about to get replaced. So I don't even put mm. Bobby McCain in the safety room. I put him in the cornerback room. He replaced Jimmy Moreland. We move on with our life. So ah, I like our that. five safeties are Jeremy Reeves, Landon Collins, Cameron Curl, DeShazer Everett, Derek Forrest. Those are our five safeties. And then you make this guy a corner designation in order to keep six safeties. And that was my next question. But Protect took it right out. Like Protect just said it perfectly. I think that's something that can definitely happen. I definitely see it. I definitely see it. What up, T-Ho, man? Uh, what up, uh, Brandon? What up, uh, Asan? Man, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, but, yeah, that's definitely a way that we can disguise the roster and position flex because it's whatever position that we tell them that they're playing is what they're going to be listed as on that depth chart. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's definitely a possibility to where you can see McCain listed as a corner but we know he's going to play some safety. We know he's going to play some nickels. So with all these guys that have so many different positions, I'm really interested to seeing what they're listed as. You know what I'm saying? Last topic. I, I lied. I lied. I got one more. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta ask this one because this one right here is another one of my camp battles. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones is the number two tight end on the team. Do you agree with that statement, Street Scores? 
who actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty high on John Bates. I think he steps in oh, and is immediately um, a really good blocker, can become better with improved technique. Um, I remember seeing at OTAs that people were saying that, like, he, like, out of everybody in the tight end group, him hitting the sled was, like, the loudest. It was the hardest. So, like, I think he's going to step in and immediately beat the tight end, too, just off of the blocking. I think he provides pass catching upside as well. But I am higher on Ricky Seals-Jones than a lot of people. I Like, when, when we first signed him, a lot of people were like, who? And I actually yeah. like Ricky Seals-Jones. I think he's already tight end three at the very least with Samus Reyes working his way up, you know, once right. he gets better. Um, but he's definitely better than the Tamarick Hemingways, the Marcus yeah. Balls, the, right. the, all of those other guys. So I think those right. are the two. You have your top four, big gap, everybody else. Right. And, and you know what, though? The funny thing is, like, in the Air Coriel, you need the tight end that can go through the middle and catch passes. And he's one of those guys, like – People talk about his speed. I mean, this guy was a wide receiver. He understands how to catch the ball. He understands how to run routes. So why not? Why not maximize this guy? Rashid, man, what's up, brother, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and turn on the notification bell so that way you get content as we post it. Um, so, yeah, man, um, I love uh, 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 Seals Jones. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like what um, Protex said with Kelvin Harmon having a specific niche, that's a great point that you bring up that he was an ex receiver, that Ricky was an ex receiver. So mm -hmm. he's really honestly our only pure receiving tight end right now. Like Logan Thomas exactly. can catch, but he doesn't get open on his own. Exactly. I love John Bates and I love his ability to catch, but he's not a great route runner. He can't separate mm -hmm. on his own. Samus right. Reyes is a freak athlete, but he can't run routes. He, can't, he really can't do anything. So really, <laughs> so Ricky. Seals Jones, like Protex said, with Kelvin Harmon having a specific niche. Ricky Seals Jones has a specific niche as our pure receiving tight end, like our Vernon Davis-ish type of guy right now. Right. Protex, talk to me, man. Ricky Seals Jones tight end, too. Pure simple. Not saying no more. Um, I know people are high on John Bates. I'm sorry I'm not a big fan of the pick. He have any, produ any production in Boise State. Sorry. Um, I do think he's He's definitely upgrade over Jeremy Sprinkle. I, mm -hmm. I will definitely say that. Oh yeah, and I I'm an upgrade over Jeremy Sprinkle. Passes this year. I, I'm, I'm, say, saying, we are. I, I'm 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 not saying he's like a guy won't catch anything, but I I just think like, Ricky Seals Jones is that much a better receiving threat than John Bates is right now. And when you play two tight end sets, you want to make sure that the guy's a receiving threat as well as a good blocker. Now mm -hmm. Ricky Seals Jones ain't the best blocker in the world, but he's average at it. But he'll 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 make more explosive plays down the field than John Bates will right now. So I look at it as Logan tight end one, Seals Jones tight end two, John Bates tight end three. But that could definitely change. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, week nine, week ten, we see John Bates catching every day. Don't they? Hey, look, hey, right. hey, Right, right. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, so Jones is tight end too. Uh, Go ahead. Another thing with John Bates too is that like tight ends love him. Like Chris mm -hmm. Cooley loves him, Zach Ertz loves him, and, and we've already seen what P. Honer did with Logan Thomas, and he loved him. He's one of the main reasons we took John Bates. We passed up Brevin Jordan for him, so I'm exactly. assuming there's something behind him. Like even beyond what I've seen on tape. With all of these guys that know the tight end position, they love John Bates. I'm assuming that he he has to be something. Like come, I think he has. It's, I think it's some special weight. Right. T. Ho said uh, John Bates should work on his route running, but Ricky should start week one. 
Ooh, I don't know about rookie starting starting week week one. We still got Logan Thomas, but uh, he says I want Troy Ackby gone from the Washington football team. Uh, do you agree with me, Manny Rico Protect? I think we all are ready for uh, Apke to go, but even though he's good on special teams, we're like we just want an upgrade. I mean, we're tired of so like, is Derek experiments. Ford. Yeah, therefore, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's just time to, you know, it's time to upgrade. And another thing that I haven't liked with the team in years past was having these guys that are always hurt. And that's kind of why I'm kind of like on the, I don't know about Harmon. You know, this is not a rehab home. We have rehabbed so many players and they go elsewhere. And have semi-success or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's why Ruben Foster is no longer here. That's why Bryce Love is no longer here. Ooh, excuse me. Um, so all these different guys, you know, and, and I'm glad this year there's not a situation where there's a guy that is just so hurt that shouldn't be on the roster. I mean, we have four of our guys coming back, Landon Collins, uh, Kyle Allen. All these guys are looking good in OTAs and practice and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, I love the direction of the team. Uh, before we get off here, I want you guys to give me your record prediction and where the people can find you on social media. I'm going to start with you, Protect. Uh, a prediction. Dang, man. We're doing these in May. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, I I would say nine and eight for now and seven okay. seed in the NFC playoffs. We get a wild card spot. Um, where you can find me at, man, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Two different Instagram accounts. One is uh, Tony underscore BFV. That's my personal Instagram. And Protest Sports Network 428 is my YouTube page, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Protest Sports Network. Uh, that is my YouTube page. Go look me up, man. Uh, Road to 2K. Give, give me them 2K subscribers. I really appreciate that. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, those are my social medias, for real, for real. I don't really use uh, – but Facebook's kind of personal. But my, that's a little <laughs> too personal. But uh, <laughs> everything, uh, everything else, you follow Instagram, Tony underscore BFB, and the Protest Sports Network page. And uh, go ahead and follow me on uh, on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. I very appreciate May for having me on, man. Much absolutely. Bro. Don't worry, Anthony. I'm gonna make sure everybody has your Facebook profile and page and everything. You guys go follow <laughs> on Facebook. Street sports, man. How about you, bro? Yes, sir. So I'm 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 definitely leaning towards eleven and six. It's all on the quarterback, man. Um, we last year we went from I think. Um, Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith were like 35th and 37th in QBR or something crazy. Like it's only 32 teams. So Ryan Fitzpatrick is, and we went seven and nine. Ryan Fitzpatrick is already a huge upgrade over anything we had last year, except for Taylor Heineke and a spurt. Um, so I, I just think the sky's the limit for this team. Granted, our schedule is harder, but I think we're one of those three teams that won the off season. Um, and again, we up, we were going from. Worst case scenario at quarterback to arguably top 15. I mean, even Dak Prescott and Ryan Fitzpatrick QBRs over the past two seasons, they were really close. I think it was like 81 to 83. So it's not even that big of a gap between Dak and Ryan Fitzpatrick anyway as far as what they've done the past two years. Um, And I'm not afraid of NFC East. Dak Prescott should have been 0-4 before he got hurt. But the Falcons do what Falcons do, and I love it. I love seeing it every time. Um, (laughs) The the Giants are really talented, but – most of their great players are injury prone, and I don't believe in Daniel Jones. 
So I think we're at, at the worst, we're going to split with the Cowboys and Giants. We're going to sweep the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I just think our defense too great. I think our offense by just by default is going to be way better than what we had last year. Again, we went seven and nine. I think we go 11 and six this year. And then social media wise, you can find me on Twitter, Street Scores ATL. I'm trying to get better. With, I've never been phone mm-hmm. social media guy ever. Like I, I created the Twitter literally for the YouTube channel. I didn't have one before. <laughs> I don't have a Snapchat. I don't have a TikTok. And then I'm like completely just off the internet when it comes to stuff like that. But I'm working on it. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to actively be on Twitter more and reply to everybody and things like that. I'm getting to it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. I'm the opposite, man. I, I had like the Twitter going for years and then. All of a sudden, I'm doing a Redskins podcast, and then I said, I got to get into this YouTube game. I'm watching guys like you guys and never really knew I'll be on YouTube in like the last, I'll say like the last seven weeks. It's just really taking off, man, with just little mini videos and stuff like that. So I appreciate you guys' leadership showing me how to do this YouTube thing. Um, so, guys, man, this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. You're listening to the Back Row Redskins Show podcast. It's going to be on podcast form in the morning. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. And for those that are watching on YouTube, you get to see our reactions and the laughs and all that good stuff. So, once again, Street Scores, appreciate you coming on the show. Once again, ProTech Sports, appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, sir. Right. Anytime, man. Blessed. Anytime. Hey, and y'all pray for me. Hopefully, I'm able to meet up with you guys in ATL when we destroy the Atlanta Falcons. Please. Let's pray. Let's pray that Julio Jones is gone by June 1st oh, yeah. to another team. Yes. And let's also pray that Aaron Rodgers is gone so that way our schedule gets just a little bit easier. So, <laughs> yes, sir. And yes, sir. I'm not sure if y'all know, but I hate the Falcons more than the Cowboys. So, I need that. Oh, I yeah. need that. Oh, yeah. I need it's going to happen. It's going to happen, man. It's it's time. I think we're going to surprise some people this year. Um, there's definitely going to be some games that folks are going to be like, wow, did we really win this game? See, I'm looking forward to the <laughs> Kansas City game. I'm looking forward to the Buffalo game and the Tampa Bay game. Why not? Green Bay. I want I want all the smoke. I want to see where we – how exactly. we kind of stack up. Because if we are top defense, if we're saying we got the top defense in the league, we're going to have to see some defense being played versus these prolific offenses. So, guys, this is your guy, Manny. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe, like, turn on that, turn on that notification bell so that way you get content. As I post it, once again, Street Scores Pro Tech. These are my guys. This is the crew. This is the show. And we are out. Peace. Peace, love, and blessings to y'all, man. Stay safe.